Welcome to the House on Fire podcast. Our aim is to light a fire for Jesus in the homes of those who listen through encouragement and equipping. Let's partner together to advance the gospel in the next generation. I am your host, Lucas Jackson, and I am passionate about seeing more people on fire for Jesus. When you listen to the House on Fire podcast, you'll hear from people you can rub shoulders with every week at Bethel Church, because all of our guests are from our church family. These are people striving to love God, love others, and to serve the world. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the podcast, and today we have Chris Midland on with us. Chris, how you doing, homie? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad you're able to be on with us today. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll see if we can have a serious conversation. Probably together, not happening. Because we, we get together and things <laughs> happen, you know? So we get stuff done, though. Yeah, we do. Uh, so tell us about yourself and your family, bro. So a little bit about me. Uh, just anything. Start from the beginning. Where well, I was born. I mean, you, you, what my parents maybe, do. <laughs> maybe just, you know, like who your family is, your wife and your kid, and you so know, what you do for work. I'm that prob- kind of stuff. I'm probably better known as Allison's husband. Uh, I've heard Al- that. Allison is the uh, children's director at Bethel. Um, so, so, and I'm, I'm happy to take that title. I think it's, <laughs> I think she does great work. And she, I think that she does within Bethel, I think it's, I think it's better that her name is known more than mine sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not gonna ask why, but yeah. 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 So it's probably best that I'm known as Allison's husband. But uh um but what I do is I, I try to help out wherever I can in Bethel, um, try to volunteer as much as I can and help out, especially with kids ministry, student ministry, um, soon to be worship ministry, kind of all the things, tech, all the stuff, IT. Um on the outside, what I do for work is I do IT for work. So I'm an IT manager at a local software development company. Um, but then I'm also a um, working to be a CrossFit coach um, at CrossFit Fargo. So if you want to talk about CrossFit, hit me up. Yeah. Um, I'm also a personal trainer. Uh, Chisel Fitness is my company that I, I train people through um, and, and try to help people live a, a full life, a life that, that God, uh, I believe, intended for them to live fully and, and to move their bodies and to and it's not it's not just their bodies it's their their emotional health their mental health their their spiritual health it's all tied together um so they can connect fully with God and have a a full relationship with Christ yeah man and you're involved here at the Fargo campus mhm and you mentioned all the areas you're basically an unofficial official staff member you know <laughs> uh, highly unofficial minorly official <laughs> what uh what life group or discipleship making group are you and your family in so we, um, we're with Anthony Huben, um, the Hubens. We're with, um, if you know, Kat and Monty Remick and yep. Chris and Brittany Remick. Yeah. Um, and then the, it's the four couples and we meet regularly every other Thursday. Okay. Awesome, man. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you got Gunner as your son. Yeah. And he is five. Five, yep. He's the only one. Only one. Uh, and no animals. No animals. I'm okay. allergic to all of them. Praise God. Yeah, it's great. That's a huge blessing from the Lord. Right there, <laughs> we we tried it. We tried having dogs, and then I had to end up taking them back. It was a sad day, but I look back on it, and it's like, man, I'm so happy that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being able to uh, chat with me today. And so yeah. we're going to talk about uh, all things fitness. So is there a biblical worldview for physical fitness? 
And so we're going to dive in here. I know that physical fitness matters to most people, but should it matter to a believer? And if so, why? Yes, 100%. Um, my, my belief is that, so God created us in his image. His image is obviously the Trinity. You have the Godhead. You have, he's in charge. He's, he knows all um, beginning and end. You also have Christ who, who embodied the physical body for a time while he was here on earth. You have the, you have the Holy Spirit who embodies the spiritual side, the, the more, um, what we would consider more of our souls and, and that kind of a thing. So we are three in one. We have our mental, we have our physical, and we have our spiritual if any of those three fall out of balance, the 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 Trinity, the trifecta, just kind of crumbles a little bit, and you can you it can affect your walk with Christ. Um, I've seen it many times where where people, if they step in front of the mirror and they don't like how they look, that'll affect how they view themselves in Christ. Like you are a a child of God, and and I believe that God made us to um, struggle physically, which. In our convenient world, we live in a world full of convenience. It's very yeah. easy to just walk down and put something in the microwave to eat. You don't have to really cook, spend hours cooking anymore. Um, and so the way we do it in our in our convenient-filled world is go to the gym, work out, spend an hour with struggling with people, developing bonds, relationships, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it I think it should one hundred percent matter to people. And let's say, for example, it doesn't matter at all to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the results of that like if you know and mm-hmm. not that they may they may even look physically f- you know mm-hmm. fit i guess right. you could easily right even easily but you know there's guys out there that are, you know that don't look like mm-hmm. not a horrible or whatever but right. they don't ever touch you know go to the gym or whatever so like what's the byproduct if we don't take some form of our physical fitness seriously um so for those people that are that aren't using three to four hours a week to go work out, you're filling that time with something else. So what is that that you're filling it with? A lot of times what I found is you're binging, binge watching something. You're, yeah. you're, you're doing something that isn't beneficial for you, for your walk with Christ or glorifying God. So we, we can all remove something from our lives that's doing that. I mean, I, I think yeah. if we all take a real healthy look, there is that where I probably don't need to watch TV every single night. I probably don't need to watch this show that, I mean, if you look at the show, is the show even glorifying God? Like, should we fill that stuff with our mind or yes, minds sir. with that? Um, so somebody, I, I know a lot of people where, like like I used to be, I'm 6'2", 205 right now. I used to be 6'2", 150, 50 pounds, real thin. I, would, I looked fit, but I wasn't. I upstairs and I would be out of breath. I couldn't lift anything. It was so, so those people that can really eat anything, I would really challenge them on, on putting importance on it so that they can be more used to God. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Should a, should a believer exercise? And, and if they don't, is it sinful or wrong? And this may be like a, kind of weird question to ask, but I think it's, you know, I think it's a, just to bring clarity to things, you know? Right. So yeah, that, that's this, this discussion, and I've had this discussion with people before and it falls into the line of conviction. So people, there's some people that are extremely convicted by swearing, extremely convicted by it. So they don't swear, but then you have other Christians who, who are like, I mean, it's a word. What is it like? What does it mean? They're not convicted by it. And so 
like everybody's faith journey through through everything, this falls in line with that. And so it, I, I believe, I personally believe it is sinful to let our bodies waste away. We were, we were given these bodies by Christ in his image. I believe it is, it is very sinful and very wrong to just let them waste away and listen to what the doctors would say. And when you hit 45, you should slow down. You should, you shouldn't lift as much. You shouldn't do as much. Um, that is the, that's what's causing the, all the aging. And I, I do believe that. I believe that it is a, a sinful thing to just let, let our, our bodies fall. It'd be the same thing as, um, is it sinful or wrong to, to only read the Bible once a week or once a month? I mean, I, we are called to to be in relationship with Christ, and to do that, we need to read our Bibles. We are called to struggle and work our bodies, and to do that, we need to do it regularly. Once a, once a month isn't going to accomplish that. Yeah, you're not going to get a whole, the benefit to you is not all that great if no. you're not doing it very often. No, not at all. Um, okay, so uh, when it and just to clarify, so you're saying when it it's not necessarily sinful to not exercise, but it would it would fall in the category of a, of a con, it could be a conviction for somebody, right? I I believe, and so in this, I believe that it is sinful so, to not do it. So you would say if somebody doesn't work out, yeah, at all under any mm-hmm. umbrella, because there could be yep. many ways of working. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, probably dozens and dozens of yeah, ways. and you got to find what fits for you for sure. So you would say if somebody doesn't physically work out mm-hmm. in some sort, that mm-hmm. that would be a sin. I believe that. Yeah. Okay, I've got to ask you, Chris. Yeah. Do you have a. Well, we're gonna get to some Bible verses. <laughs> we're gonna get to some Bible verses that talks directly to why why I believe that it, that it is a sin. Okay, because at this point, I'm not I'm not convinced. Yeah. So we're, I may be convinced here in a few minutes. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm excited about it. So, what what benefits are there for being in shape? Oh. So many benefits. So, so there have been so many studies recently um, that have been done on physical fitness and and what happens when you exercise and after you exercise and the type of exercise that you do, whether it goes from from running, which during running you're burning calories during the run, but afterwards it's done. Um, so running is great for for cardio health, for your heart health, pumping your blood, that kind of thing. Um, and then weightlifting is is great for for building muscle and actually adding blood to your body because when you put on muscle, you, you actually end up adding veins, um, which then add blood volume to your body. Um, so the benefits of, of, of working out also include when you, when you flex your muscle, you release endorphins and you release these things that the, the, the scientific world are calling happy hormones. So it's just the hormones that just make you feel great yeah. afterwards. I mean, you can come into the gym just depressed as all get out. And when you leave after putting in a hard work, I, you're not necessarily like floating on cloud nine. For sure. But yeah. you feel lighter. You feel like the world isn't as bad as what it was when you walked in. Yeah. And that's because moving your body, it does that. It moves blood. It gets blood through your brain. It just makes everything um, um, functional much better. And so... What I've actually moved towards, I've moved away from just working out just to work out because it's good. And what benefits can you get from working out mentally and spiritually? If you're dedicated physically, I can promise you that you're going to be dedicated spiritually. You're going to be dedicated in a way like for for your nutrition. You're going to be dedicated. if, If you can dedicate and really get into a groove of working out at a minimum of three days a week, that that just snowballs into yeah. every aspect of your life. And it's, um, it's insane and, and really cool to watch the people who go from 
struggling day in and day out with with mental things like they're just they're just struggling with with life and watching all of the horrible things that that happen in the world and then they they focus on that but then when they they leave the gym they're like they're not focusing on that anymore they're focusing on on the lighter side and and it allows them to and i don't think we should just dis- discount bad things that are happening we should just ignore it and stick our head in the sand i don't think that yeah but i do think that you need to have a level of of mental clarity to to hit the world uh better yeah and i i think for me that probably the busiest time of my life was probably in college i think mm-hmm. working full-time going to school full-time playing basketball it was the busiest time of my life but I, I but it didn't feel stressful because because I felt like because I was working out every single day, mm-hmm. it like, and I don't necessarily I don't know how to like put into words the how physically working out and how that was a huge boost for me spiritually. But they are tied together. Mm-hmm. They 100%. they are tied together. And and my assumption is you would say there's a lot of practical aspects of our bodies and that right. that anybody can benefit from. You know. And there could be some biological issues or, you know, whatever between different people or whatever right. that we may have or whatever. Um, but I would, I would hundred percent agree, man. There is, there is a correlation between mm-hmm. the physical aspect, especially for, I feel like probably for everybody for sure, but for guys, especially oh, 100%. like guys that I know that like are really just, they're, you know, not doing a whole lot yeah. and whatever that, whatever that means for them. Yep. Um, it, it affects them. Oh, yep. 100%. I used to think to myself, a man, I've met a lot of dads who, who have, uh, are really depressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've never, and I've met a lot of dads who are really depressed, who, uh, a big part of that, they would contribute to the fact that they didn't, they didn't move a whole lot or work out or whatever you want to call it. And so, So I've met a lot of guys, a lot of dads in that category. And I mean, you hit a good point as far as, as far as more so speaking to the dads of, we want to be able to, to play with our kids longer. Yeah. How, how do you do, how do you do that? You have, you have to work your body. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to do it. No, you're, if you don't work your body, if you don't phys- aren't physically active, eventually you will start to, I mean, from the moment we're born, we, we start to decay. We start to, I mean, yeah. start that process. And if we don't take action to slow that down and our kid is 16, like say you have a 16 year old son and you're, you're in your, your mid forties and it's like, ah, I can't play. Sorry. I'm not feeling good. My knees, they just can't handle it. It's like, is that the place you want to be in? Yeah, for so, sure. And I yeah. guess there, I mean, there could be things that happen in life that we don't really get the dictator right. control that, right. you know, like, okay, this is kind of the lot that person has or whatever. Right. Um, but I do think it makes sense for us to do all we can mm-hmm. to maximize our time. Right. Uh, there was a, a guy in college one time, Drew, I forget his last name, and he was working out. And he was like a super skinny dude, really mm-hmm. tall. And he's like, man, I, I, and he's like, got real hardcore into working out. And I'm like, why are you working out, bro? He goes, I'm preparing for a missions trip. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean you're preparing for a missions trip, homie? Yeah. What? He goes, hey, man, like I, I don't want to be out there, you know, 100. I don't forget what he was, you know, specifically what he was going to be doing on a mission yeah. trip, but he's like, I want to physically, I don't want to be exhausted every day. I want to yeah. be ready for this thing. He didn't want to be the, the anchor holding people back. He wanted to be able to go out there and serve the Lord. Yeah. So he's going yeah. to the gym because he wanted to go on a mission. Exactly. And I'm like, bro, you're 22, you're like 19 years old, bro. Yeah. Like in your prime, man, man. Yeah. So it was pretty but, funny. But still, I mean, I know, man, I, you wouldn't believe like 
it's, this is also this. I mean, this could all, this could be its own podcast about talking about generations and and if you go back fifty years and look at the testosterone of men and their abilities to 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 handle um, hard things. You look at that old man strength. If you got a grandpa who who's yeah. in his seventies, you go shake his hand, you break your hand. Yeah, and he's in his seventies. It's like that. That he. It's different. It's a completely different generation. And when I what I spoke about earlier about the whole convenience thing, it's weakened us. And so in order to combat that, we have to be in the gym. We have to be moving weight. We have to be doing something. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, let's take a look at some passages of scripture that would be evidence for a biblical worldview of a need for mm-hmm. to be physically fit. Okay. Um, so one that I well, that I always that I always go back to is Romans twelve one. Um, so I'll read that out. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So, I mean, our, our bodies are not our own. So if you think about that, let's say that you stay over at somebody's house, you would want to leave that house in a better condition than when you found it. Yeah. You would you would get there, you would probably I mean you'd cook food if you're if you're house sitting or whatever for a week and you cook food and you'd want to clean that thing up so that when they got back from vacation or whatever you're doing, it's clean, it's nice, they don't have to worry about it. Our yeah. bodies are not ours. They're a gift while we are on this earth until the time that we ascend into heaven. So we need to treat them as such. We need to treat them not sitting around and just like, man, I guess I'm just here for, for a few years and then I'm going to heaven. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. like you got it. Like, yeah. In, in the excuse that I usually, that I usually hear is this is how God made me. This is how God made you, or this is how you prefer to, or, or how you would want to live because you don't want to put in the extra effort. Yeah. And that's, those are two completely separate things. I would agree. And it would be similar to like, well, this is my personality. Well, right. there there may be some things about your personality that are that are <laughs> offensive or sinful. I've never heard that. You know, you've never heard that, Chris. Yeah, I know. And so yeah. you could say, well, this is just how, you know, who, who I am. But right. I'm like, well, I don't think that's what God would desire of you. Right. Does, I, does, you he, does he want you to to feel pain when you climb stairs? Does he want you to to breathe heavy every time you have to walk a hundred yards? Does he want you on that medication because you're you you've got diabetes because of ty- type two diabetes? I won't really touch on type one because that's I mean you can't really control that. But yeah. through through your diet you can control type two, type two. Um, he wants the best life for you while you were here on earth. And to do that, the really the only way to do that is again to hit the trifecta to read more really work your brain to be in his word, really get that spiritual relationship with Christ and to work out, work your body. Yeah. So, so a application of Romans 12, one, mm-hmm. not, and there could be many, but one of them is the fact that we need to, to use our bodies to honor God. Mm-hmm. And there is a component of stewardship there 100%. that you hit on, which I think is good. Which hits on the next verse Go that I've got. So the next one is First um, Corinthians six nineteen or six nineteen to twenty. Uh, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God brought bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Again, that hits on the point of we are not our own. God bought us with a high price, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. What do you want that temple to look like? 
yeah. do you want it to be like just, again, just sitting around, just um, finding the nearest chair, not able to move? Or do you want the Spirit to be able to move in you and use you to glorify Christ? Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if we could potentially make a correlation too with, um, you know, I think of teenage girls and body image type, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things that, that not, not that just that females deal with that or whatever, but there's a, or even just a, the topic of self-harm, mm-hmm. you know, even, right. uh, that, that kind of stuff that, that is, um, yeah, not, not good, not beneficial, right. not helpful. Yep. And this, um, hit, this hits on how physically working out affects your mental ability as well, your mental f- facilities. So, so the topic of like self-harm or body image is a mental thing. It's not a physical thing. Your physical is affecting your mental thing. However, if you start working out, I have, I have seen this so many times. I've seen men and women, girls and boys, they start to work out. And they start to gain confidence in the gym. Yeah. And that alters. It just completely tra- changes the pathways in their brain to when they look at a mirror in the mirror, they're like, I'm I'm beautiful. I am I'm a yeah. child of God. I was created by God. And they stop wanting to to hurt themselves and stop looking at themselves as as a burden. Yeah. And it's all done through physically working out. And you're and we're not saying that. That everybody needs to lose a ton of weight or whatever, no, or you know, no, we're not, not you know, we're not saying that we all should look mm-hmm. the same nope. or n- none of that. And I'm not even saying anything about losing weight. This has nothing to do with how how you even look. Like, let's say let's say that you are you're 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 carrying a little bit of extra weight. I don't care if you're male, female. If you're carrying a little bit of extra weight, and that's just genetically how you are. You start working out, you don't lose any weight. You actually gain weight because you'll put on muscle. So you won't yeah. lose a little bit of that extra extra fat tissue, but then you'll put on muscle and gain weight. Who cares? Yeah. What happens is still that chemical change in your brain to where you start seeing yourself differently. Yeah. You start loving yourself. You start realizing that you were created in God's image. And that that's all that's all through working out. That's all through the physical movement of your muscles. Yeah. And and then we're, you know, our mind is less on ourselves and more yep. on things that matter more. Yep. You know, our relationship with God, other people, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that because you're, you know, you're not, we're, we're not looking at it from a lose weight perspective. Yeah, not at all. So, because even mm-hmm. as you were talking, my mind automatically associates it with that. Yep. And that's, and that's where, where we get a lot of the, the fat shaming where people think that I'm, I'm, I would be talking from a, a fat shaming position. It's like, no, I don't. I don't care if you ever lose weight. Yeah, you can stay and look the same way you are. However, working out it it does something chemically. Now, now losing weight would be a byproduct for for the majority of people. Some sure. people genetically, there is a, a small population where genetically they just carry a little bit more tissue. Yeah, cool. But for the majority of people, there that byproduct is is losing weight. But that's not even on my radar. Like I I don't come to people who who are overweight and say, you should, you need to lose weight. I don't start there. Yeah. I start with, how do your knees feel? Like, how does it feel moving around? Would do you, so we just announced that, like, this isn't real, but it, this would be more of a conversation. Like, do you want to go on a, on a missions trip? Like that, that kid that yeah. you were talking about from, from before, do you want to go on a missions trip? I'd love to, but I just, I don't want to hold people back. Yeah. And so you, 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 
talk to them about that. You want to go on this mission trip? I can help you go on this mission trip. Yeah. I can help you um, walk downtown and, and hand out meals to the homeless. I can help you do those things through working out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We got some other verses here you want to look at. Yeah. Um, so third one that I like to look at is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Um, so you're doing everything to glorify God. So the verse reads, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Yeah. Now, a lot of people could could kind of use this and say, "Well, I'm watching TV to the to the glory <laughs> glory of God." Like, which you could, you you could, you could. But yeah. again, I go back to what are you watching? What's the language in this video? What's yeah. the, what's what are you watching? Is this glorifying God, or should you be out doing something? Just and and again, I want to hit on this. Like, this isn't. I don't think you should become a bodybuilder. I don't think you should be like athlete status. Go for a walk. Yeah, that's. I mean. Start there. Three times a week, 30 minutes a day, go for a walk. Yeah. Move yourself. Well, and even just the, the humanistic benefits or the biological benefits. And, and I'm, I, I'm no professional in this at all, but I know for a fact that um, being out in the sun is a good thing. I need some yep. vitamin D. There's yep. a benefit to that. Mm-hmm. And so- and we, we could have a whole whole podcast on it. So you brought, brought up the vi- vitamin D. We could have a whole podcast on, on just the way God created the bodies to work. And how, how, so, so if you think about this, the whole like low fat diet came around, even with, I think within our lifetime, you remember seeing like fat free cheeses. So they're yeah. all full of sugar, all this stuff, <laughs> fat free yogurt, all this fat free yeah. stuff. It was the fat that was the, the yeah. highest value for everybody. So that's exactly. what they emphasized. Yeah. A hundred percent. Although f- dietary fat doesn't cause fat and they've all proven that, but you need fat to process that vitamin D to actually use it. So if you're not eating any fat, if you have a low fat diet and you go out in the sun, you're more likely to um, develop cancer. Now, I'm, again, I don't. I want to preface this as I'm not going to say you're going to get cancer, yeah. but it increases the likely. Whereas if you're eating fat, um, you can process the vitamin D better. Which we could have a whole podcast about yeah. nutrition and and all of that stuff too. But yeah. but yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, the way we were created, we're created to be in. Um, I guess symbiosis or whatever with with the sun, with the earth, with with all we were created to be here, and so yeah, that's, the sun is good. Get out there, get that vitamin D. Because <laughs> I, I hear there's going to come a day where there will be less of it, less sun. Since we're yeah, far uh, I think uh, about a week. The sun's going to go down at four in the afternoon <laughs> oh and come up at nine. I think that's what we got left. It's September 29th right now. Yeah, we only got a week left of of any sunlight. It is. Uh, yeah. I, I cannot wait for the snow. I just can't man, wait. Man, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's going to be great. Fun. But here's the here's the problem. Okay, this is a slight tangent off of fitness. That's but okay. That's okay. Everybody does this. I can't wait for the snow. Snow comes and we're all like, I'm done with this. I, know, I can't wait for the sun. <laughs> so we just live a perpetual life of, I can't wait for the next season. Because we only have two seasons up here. Summer and winter. We don't have fall, fall and spring. That's true. Or or we have, uh, was it winter and construction? Winter and construction. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that yeah. from, from yeah. a handful of people. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is true. Like, I'm like, oh, great. You know, I'm super stoked. Yeah. The summer's here. And right. then, I'm like, then I'm like, you know, oh, I can't wait to the winter. Or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, we're pretty, I'm a selfish individual that desires the next thing way too mm-hmm. much. Oh, I'm right there with you. So, well, we've got some other verses here that we're going to, we what, what, four or five more that we're going to take a look at. So yeah. we'll keep chucking through these things. Um, so this one's a shorter one and this talks more towards, um, working your body allows God to use you more. So Proverbs thirty one seventeen says she is energetic and strong, a hard worker. 
So, so her being able to, um, this woman being able to go out and work the field, work going out and doing things, her body is, is able to, um, to be used by God when, whenever she is called. There is no limitation on her once she is physically fit. Um, so I have a, a little synopsis here that I wrote up. The, the passage is speaking about a, a wife of noble character and she, and she buys a field and works, but when, but we can still take something from it. The, uh, the end of the NIV, uh, hold on, let me read this really quick. Sorry. No, um, fine. so basically it's talking about again, working it. And then once she's in that, that, that position, God is then able to use her to, to be glorified through the, through the field, through the work of it. Yeah. So no matter what it is through the, the, the physical labor. Now we don't all work in fields anymore, Yeah. but because we don't all work in fields, we then have to go to the gym. We then have to go and, and do yeah. these extra things, um, go on a walk, that kind of thing. Nine, I think probably 75% of the people listening to this have desk jobs. It's, yeah, we, we sit down a lot. You yeah. know, I sit down a lot. Yep. And actually, to, to that point, um, sitting, sitting is great. Uninterrupted sitting is terrible. So if you sit for four hours at a time, that is, that is detrimental to your health. Sitting setting a timer for every 20 minutes to get up and kind of just do a lap around the room. Perfect. Do that. Yeah. That'll get your heart rate up. It'll get things moving, get the blood pumping back down to your feet, which is the furthest away from the body. So, or from your heart. So then your heart has to work a little bit harder. Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. And you know, and we're going to get in into kind of the topic of discussion a little bit about, about laziness. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I mean, I think in many ways our our default is bent to making everything in our lives easier. Yep. I, I don't. Our our bent is not to like I should make things harder for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe there's some components of that right. where it's like, okay, I need to go to the gym, or you know, I'm going to mm -hmm. be involved in jujitsu or, or right. do some athletic. I mean, even most parents, I think, would even say like, I need my son or daughter to be physically active because right. they need the benefit from it. And even if you don't necessarily like, you may not have a passion for the sport or thing you're going to mm -hmm. do, but there's so much benefits to that. Or even just the being involved in another thing, just the relational connectability you're going right. to have. Cause yep. maybe you go to a Christian school as a student and, you know, and maybe a majority of the people that, that there are believers. So by being involved in other things mm -hmm. um, is where a lot of other people are. And therefore, you know, by proximity, you can be used, by God to get to know the people. And so the right. evangelism aspects. And um, I don't, and I don't want this to speaking about laziness. I'd also don't want this to be confused with resting. So after you've yeah. done your work, after you've put in your, your work of working out and done your job and, and done your, your household chores and made sure your family is good and put the kids to bed and all that stuff. And you sit down and you're like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I mean, that's different than, <laughs> than you just like getting yeah. home from work and just instantly sitting down and, and watching for the next six hours, uh, whatever TV show you're binging at that point. For sure. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that, 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 that's different. That's clarified. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because a lot of people hear lazy and they're like, yeah, but, but I'm tired. You don't know, you don't know what my life is and all this stuff. So yeah. And then I think, well, you have kids yeah. and I, I go Every night I, I go to bed tired Yep, <laughs> and I, yep. I don't even have to do hard things throughout the day to go yeah. to bed tired just by default of having kids. So then I'm like, yeah. no, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know your kids all that well, but, but I, I'm, we got, we got some kindred mm -hmm. spirit here. I, yeah. I get it just a little bit, right. you know? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So well, let's take a look at these passages here. So Proverbs 10, four says lazy hands make for poverty and diligent hands bring wealth. Um, 
throughout the Bible, you can you you talk about wealth. Um, wealth is 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 talked about many times over, and it's not always talking about monetary uh, money wealth. Um, so what you get from that, so as far as is is poverty and wealth in this context, it could mean money. So if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to to really like bring bring in more money. Um, being lazy about it isn't going to get you to that end. It's not going to help much. No, it's yeah. not going to help at all. So, yeah. but being diligent and working and putting in the hours and, and really like putting all that work forward in the beginning, it, it, it allows your business to thrive. This could be in, in many other things as well. So whatever you're trying to accomplish, if you have a goal to complete, um, which is another thing I've, I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of people don't even have goals. They're like, what do you, what do you want to be in five years or where do you want to be? And they don't, they don't know. It's hard to contemplate for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to get through today is what a lot of people say. Um, but, but working hard and diligent hands will, will get you to that end goal, no matter what it is. And, and starting, just starting out, just making a, a, uh, a goal that you can complete. Mm-hmm. Don't make it too hard and then work towards it. Well, I think too, like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not aware that the Bible gives a definition for lazy. Right. I don't think so either. You know, and mm-hmm. so that that's going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, so yep. maybe, maybe you know, I think for, for the way I'm wired, if I were to sit down and to watch any sporting event at all on TV, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> right, forgive right me you. for my laziness. And that that's my personal. Right. Yep. Now, if someone invites me over, you know, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm coming yep. for the wings. For the fellowship. And yeah, the fellowship, yep. getting to know other people and the relational right. connectability. That, that's why I'm going. Yep. But so, and that's the beauty about scripture where, you know, I think it appropriately is not going to say, well, if, you know, if you, you know, just, if you do these things, that means you're right. lazy. It, right. it, it doesn't say that because, because laziness could, will look differently depending mm-hmm. on the individual and the person. And yep circumstance and a lot of factors go into that. So mm-hmm. just something I think for people to yep. be aware of. hundred percent. Um, the next one, the next, uh, verse we have on laziness is Proverbs 24. Uh, sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time they look, but find nothing. So again, this goes back to, um, poverty and wealth. If you're not, if you're not planting, if you're not out there in the field, if you're, if you're, not actually putting anything in the ground or, or getting anything started. When you go to look and you look in your bank account or you look in your life, what have you accomplished? Well, probably nothing because you haven't put anything in. You yeah. haven't put anything into your life. And so you got you sit there and you look and, and I was talking to somebody recently about uh, uh, relationships. Relationships are that way. So if you have a relationship that is very surface level and you never talk, talk about anything serious and you're not pushing each other and you're not putting in the work in the relationship to make each other better yeah. over 15 years of that relationship, it, has anything changed? Is any, it, or is it the exact same relationship? Neither of you grew in any way and it's the yeah. exact same relationship over the next 15 years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, is that glorifying God? I, I would argue no. Yeah. So again, I mean, we're talking about fitness, but this can be applied mm-hmm. across the board. And I think there... I've met few people, very few people like this in my per, in my in my life, mm-hmm. um, where, where I've had conversations like this. Maybe only a few in my lifetime um, since being a believer, I guess, at fifteen. But where they would be like, "Well, I don't, I don't need to plant." And you know, looking at the context of verse twenty, verse you know, well, I don't need to plant because God's going to provide for me, right? And I and I think to myself, oh, I mean, 
Yeah, I yes, I think so, but I don't yeah. think the Lord's desire for you would be to I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. and if I remember correctly, uh 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians uh I believe this was an issue because the in the context there the believers thought they missed the the rapture. Yeah. So they're like, "Well, we're just going to lay around mm-hmm. and chill and do nothing and and, you know, or, or we're just, you know, we don't know. We, we think we missed it, but maybe we didn't. So we're right. just going to wait around until the Lord comes back. And no, that's that's not what the Lord wants you to do. Right. Like you need to get after it here a little bit. Right. And the the, the uh, I I just I just don't. Scripture does say to test and to to really get in, but 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 we were told from the beginning, as men at least, we're going to work the ground. We're going to work. We are going to suffer. We are going to have to sweat and, and really like work. It's not going to be an easy life. And if you're living a life that's easy, for the majority, I guarantee there's something else that's something else that's hard. Going back to whether you have joint pain, whether you you struggle with with mental um, your your body image, or you something else that's struggling, you don't like the way you look, or whatever. Yeah. If your life is easy, I guarantee there's another part that is extremely hard. Um, mm-hmm. which could be, which could go away if you put in the effort yeah. somewhere else in that easy part, I guess, the, the convenient part. No, for sure. For sure. A couple more here we got. Um, so, so one, uh, that last one, uh, <laughs> so let's do this, this, this last one here. Okay. Um, so sleep brings about destruction. Um, so we got Proverbs six, nine through 11. Um, how long will you lie there, you sluggard? Sluggard is a is a is a word that is used a lot, and I love it, and I really want to use it in more of my my conversations. <laughs> I where, think of like like a baseball player, sluggard, you know? <laughs> oh no, just a slug, just moving slowly across the ground, just leaving just a mess behind them as they walk around. Is just yeah, that's the sluggard right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the 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 Disney movie where there's like. I forget Zootopia or something. They're yeah. they're the sloths that work at the, the DMV. That, oh, that's perfect. Anyway, sorry, yeah. that's something right now. Uh, so I'll start that over. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When when will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scare and scarcity like an armed man. So again. Just like I said with laziness, I'm not talking about resting. Yeah. I mean, we're all called to rest. There's a lot of scripture about rest, about the Sabbath. God wants us to rest, but he wants us to um, earn the rest. Mm. Um, so I look at this, for instance, we talk about in fitness. You want cake? Here, earn it. Go do something to earn your cake. Yeah. You don't just get cake. You got to earn it, and then you can, and then you can, and then you can move on. And this is this is this is kind of this is the same thing. If you are if you are a sluggard, if you're just kind of sitting around, if you're doing nothing, if you're just kind of sitting back in your chair and your lazy boy is kind of sitting back and you're folding your hands and closing your eyes and resting in the middle of the day and you haven't done anything, what's happening? Yeah. So, how, how much time should a person put into caring about their fitness? So. And so this is a this this is topic to me that I, I found is very very controversial or not very controversial but it, it divides the room um, pretty easily yeah um, because there is scripture also and I didn't I thought I put it on here but I, I don't think I did um, there's a verse that talks about 
um, your physical well-being, while it is good, your spiritual well-being well-being is better. And so a lot a lot of people read that um, rightly so. I can see where they're coming from as um, you should put more time into your spiritual health than anything else. Um, this again goes to fasting. Like, why do we fast? So we're removing that physical elements element so we can then focus on God. I personally think that it should be pretty equal across the board. Um, five five days a week, an hour hour a day. Um, once you get to that point, now most people, if you're just starting out, three days a week is great. Um, start there. But eventually, I think you should be working towards um, five, at least five days a week of working out. Just like in your spiritual life, a lot of people struggle with reading the Bible every day. Yeah. Um, so you start out really small. Take 10 minutes every other day and really get that consistent. Once you get that consistent, you move to every day, 10 minutes every other day. Once that's consistent, then you move on to doing an hour or 30 minutes every day. Um, it's the same thing with working out. You start out small and you get that consistent and then you move up. But I think once once you get to the point where you're able to to rest and really sustain that, they should pretty much be equal across the board, in my opinion. Okay. Like what should be the highest value when it comes to fitness? Because some would say, yeah, I've heard the phrase often, you know, like I only go to the gym because I want to eat cake. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Which, you know, okay. There's some motivation there. That's <laughs> right. great. Like whatever gets you to the gym. You know, is my that's, that's cool. Like it's all good. You know, I, I, I get that, you mm-hmm. know, like I, you know, right. there's some fun right. things to enjoy in life, yeah. you know? Um, but, my, but, and you know, I think everybody wants to look good. Mm hmm. Um, and that, and that there's nothing wrong with that right. in and of itself, as long as it's not an idol. Right. So what would be some of the highest values that we should be really thinking about when it comes to our physical fitness? So in, so my, my view of physical fitness has changed drastically over the past few years as we went through COVID lockdowns, misinformation about COVID, all that stuff. And, and how, how with the, the, the vaccines and they were saying the vaccine stops you from getting it, which then came out to be false. And, and what they were proving is that if you had a higher, um, on, on the wheel of, of sick, well, and health, um, a lot of people were cl- closer to sick and well than, than the health side. Um, and so they were more susceptible to getting COVID, just like any sickness. Um, and so I think the, the highest value overall should be your health. Again, going back to, I don't care what you look like. I really don't. I don't care at all what you look like. You should be healthy. Just, yeah. just be healthy. Um, and then it trickles down from, from there. If you are suffering from any sort of uh, of mental um, issues, anywhere from illnesses or 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 anything chemically or whatever. Um, look at that. Talk to your doctor um, and, and really just dive into the the physical side of it. Just going for a walk and just see what happens starting there. Um, but yeah, health should be number one, and then how you look and how you feel later after that. Yeah, I think that's good, and that'll that'll help us from idolizing ourselves, right, right, and making us about the highest value. Mm-hmm. 100%. And even I think too, I mean, I've, I've heard, I've met students before who like, yeah, you know, I went to the doctor and my doctor says obese. And I'm like, bro, like, cause they didn't fit within a category, which you those know, categories are fine. I'm you know? obese. I am obese. Because of your height and because, in comparison how, yeah. yeah. So I was like, bro, right. I think you're okay. Right. You know, like, but you know, and I've been with students who, I mean, I've been with family before when cousins and stuff who've been super mm-hmm. young that may make a comment like, Oh, I wish I was as beautiful as her, you right. know? And I, and I don't ever really let those things slide. I'm like, listen, I'm like, 
you you are fine. You are beautiful. Like right. you don't don't you worry about that. You're right. doing just fine. Even when a student, I've had students that have talked to me about struggling. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. you're 15 years old. Right? Should you work out a little bit? Sure. Yeah, but yep. you you need that should not be the primary focus. Right. Don't don't idolize your body to the point, or not, really not at all. But because I think it will consume your right. your your life. Well, and and back to the again to your story that the kid that was working out because he wanted to glorify God in the missions trip. Yeah, like you want to be healthy so that God can use you. Yeah, and so so I mean, I, so if you're putting in order, it should be glorify God and then your health. But then the, those two are kind of tied together because the healthier you are, the more God can use you to glorify Him. Yeah. I mean, I think too, there was a guy that I got, when I got saved 15, uh, on my first mission trip, Biney was his name. Like mm. it, if Melissa was here, she, she would say he was basically like a grandpa to her. Mm. <laughs> and that dude was like in his seventies. Yeah. And he yeah. went, he went on like summer camp with us yep. and every mission trip I ever went with, mm-hmm. with First Baptist Church in Mountain City, Kansas, that mug was on every trip. Yep. And and I was he's getting after it. He was you know? in his seventies. Did he look like he was in his seventies? No. Or was he more like fifties and sixties that he looked like? Well, maybe from like the wrinkleness of his skin. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't mean that in an appropriate way. Right, right. But um, maybe a little bit. But he didn't move like he was in his seventies. Right. And it, not that everybody, mm-hmm. you could you could even be super healthy and then you get your seventies and you, and there, you could have some. Something, well, you yeah. Know, and there's always just, there's always something outside of our control, but you can a hundred percent look at um, I, if you remove the people who who have physical ailments because of genes or because of something happened, an accident happened, or just something outside of the control of the human. Yeah. Um, you can one hundred percent look at how active a person is in their thirties and forties, and I'll tell you what's going to happen in their seventies, hands yeah. down, without a doubt, because if they are not active in their thirties and forties. And they don't carry that through. You don't have to like it, but if you don't carry that through, you are going to trail off. There is a there is a, there is a factor in play that says, or that that if you look at look at all the data out there, um, if you are not active, you age faster. You physically age faster. Mm. Now you talk to a lot of a lot of a lot of people in their seventies. Their brain is still like they're twenty. Their brain is still popping. Their brain is still yeah. firing off. But it's they're they're restricted by their body, so their brain wants to go and do these things. Their brain wants to go out and go on a walk. They want to go on a mission trip. They want to go and hang out with their grandkids, but their body is saying, "I I literally can't do that." Yeah. But if they had started in their thirties and forties and carried that on through their fifties and sixties, their seventies would be way more active and they'd be able to do more with their families for God in their life. Thanks, Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. Because it, it, well, it makes me think of the aspect of where sin entering the world, it, it not only hurts our relationship mm-hmm. with God, but there there is a, a, a physical aspect to how the, how the, 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 the earth or the world is groaning. Yeah. Like our, our world, mm-hmm. not even as humanity, but right. everything about mm-hmm. our world, it's broken because broken. of sin. Right. And I'm fascinated how the scripture says that one day there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Oh, yeah. And I, so, Brand new. you know, and so I just, everything in our world is, is sinful and broken. And and that's a lot of the, so I've heard, I've heard that a lot where I'm just waiting for God to give me my new body. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, so I, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, you could say that all the time. So why, why do you, why do you study the word of God? Why do you do that? 
I mean, in all honesty, we are not saved because of our own works. We're saved because of Christ. And so yeah. you you accept him into your into your heart. You 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 understand that. You have full faith that Christ died for you. In all honesty, you're done. Why do we even why do you even need to go any further? Because it, it, it's not stuff that we do. Yeah. So it's the same thing there is physically like okay, you're done. Cool. Just wait for your new body. But are you called to do that? Are you called to just sit around? Yeah. So, so I mean, those two, again, they go hand in hand. For sure. What advice would you give to somebody who just hates doing anything related to fitness? And that could be simply going for a walk mm-hmm. or it could be going to the gym. You know, there's certain, certain levels here that would be different for everybody. What, what advice would you give to somebody who's just like, bro, I hate everything just to it about fitness. <laughs> so this is, this is everything. And then, so a lot of people... There, it depends on the person. So some people really like to learn. They 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 have they, they have a PhD. There's some people that just have a PhD and they're out there and they what's up, doctor, doctor, doctor. And, yeah. But then you look at them and it's like, so you were really dedicated to get that to 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 really learn that information, but you didn't have the time, thirty minutes a day, thirty minutes five times a day, whatever, five times a week to 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 get into to that. So what I what I generally tell people is. Um, this can be, if you take this to, to use a, a phrase, a, a friend of mine just used, if you take this to the nth degree, if you avoided everything you hated, I'm pretty certain you would have accomplished nothing in life. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean, I'd be a little behind my yeah, friend. I'd a be little really bit behind. Like nobody, nobody loves get, getting up and, and going to work, but you have to, because you, you got to make money in order to, to survive in this, this. The, the grinding wheel of the world. I mean, yeah. you have to do that. You have to, there are things in life that we have to do that we hate to do. And we just accept those. There's a lot of things that as society, we just accept. Yeah. I mean, we just wake up. I mean, I know a lot of people that are like, you got to work a nine to five. Well, you, you don't, there's other options. There's, yeah. there's other things you can do, Yeah. but you've accepted that. So since you've accepted that you have to work a nine to five, how about you also accept that you probably should work out? Yeah. So you might hate it, but if you avoided everything you hated, man, that's a rough life. Yes, sir. It may it may even be a harder life. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And a worse life. Oh, I And I'm just oh, looking man. and that's just the pra- that's just the yeah. humanistic way of looking yep. at it. Exactly. Um what advice would you give to somebody who turns fitness into an idol in their life where it's consumed them? So, in today's world, if fitness is an idol, they're probably on Instagram probably on TikTok, probably looking at all the things. First advice I would say is get off those things. Um, if it is an idol, this, this, is the hard, this, this is the hard part, the hard discussion, um, because you have to find somebody that can hold you accountable. Mm. You can't do it on your own. I, I promise you, you will not be able to, to finish this on your own because there's going to be that little inkling in the back that says, hey, I, I, I want to do this. I need to do this. You find somebody in your life that can tell you to stop. Now, I don't mean stop working out. Yeah. I mean, stop doing it so much. So, so pull back a little bit. The people who, who find it an idol, they work out seven days a week, no matter what. They're in the gym, no matter what. They're, they're out there, no matter what. Um, find somebody that you can tell. You can tell them, look them in the eye and say, I want you to hold me accountable. I want you to tell me the hard truths. Yeah. You find that person, 
And that person takes you, instead of going to the gym, you guys go out to eat or you go out to the movies or you go hang out, you play video games, whatever it is. But it reduces it down from seven days a week down to four days a week. More manageable time frame, but you need accountability. Yeah. That is, a, that is by and large, and, and I'll be honest, if you're talking about idols in general, 90% of the time, if you have an idol in your life, it's probably because you don't have somebody in your life that you trust to speak truth into you. Um, it's it, those people, when you accept them into your life, when you, when you say, I, everything you tell me, if you tell me to stop doing something, I'm going to trust you. You, everybody needs one of those people in your life yeah. because they can see you for you. They can see when you're falling. They can see when you're, when you're struggling with something and, and you can call them out and they can, you can allow them to call you out. Um, and so 90% of the time, if you have an idol, if you have something that you're, you're focusing on, it's probably because you don't have somebody in your life that will um, call you out on those things. Yeah. So yeah, my first advice is to find somebody who can do that. No, that's good. And I mean, and there's, I think the social media stuff, I don't think social media is you know, of the devil in and of oh, itself. Oh, yeah, 100%. But it does create mm-hmm. issues. I mean, right. it does. Uh, the ease of access. I mean, before social media, you had, I mean, you 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 had to research things. I mean, before Google, yeah. you had to go to the library and you you couldn't just sit in your in your room in the dark or whatever and just kind of Google things. You had to go, you had to read books, you had to talk to somebody, you had to interact yeah. with people. That interaction is is gone. Yeah. Which is great for mental health. Yeah. <laughs> And what you're saying is that's a terrible thing for mental health. Yeah, to sit sit in your own room and never talk to anybody. Yeah. Terrible thing yeah, for it, mental health. It, uh, this, this whole, I mean, you could look out at look at office office workers and all the remote working from home. I mean, therapy has gone through the roof. The yes, amount of people has. going to therapy, the amount of people on antidepressants has gone through the roof since lockdown started. Yeah. And that's because we don't talk to anybody anymore. It is a it is a contributing factor mm-hmm. that is not helping us a whole right. lot at all. Um, how do we honor God with our bodies? Um, I think that we, we've kind of hit on this a little bit. Um, so, so honoring God is, is working for him. So being able to, to use, use our bodies to, to glorify him. Yeah. Um, and if we're unable to, to glorify him with, with our bodies, meaning being able to help people, uh, being able to serve, being able to go out in the community, um, and, and we're just taking, um, which I would, I would go to, to say that if you, if you're one of those people that, that you are not physically active and you're on medication and you're, you're at home most of the time, in my opinion, that is, that's just taking, taking from the world. You're not giving, giving back as much. Now you could be somebody that serves a lot and you serve in the capacity that you can, and that's great. I believe that you should continue to do that. Yeah. But I also believe that you were, again, you were given this body. God gave you this body to use while you were on earth. And I, I think to honor God, we need to use it well. Yeah. Same with money. We need to use money well. Same with our bodies. Yes. This is stewardship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you can't go to McDonald's or whatever. Right. I, mean, I, I would you, avoid you know, it. I mean, that's fake. That's I mean, not, <laughs> it's not good food. It's, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, I yeah. love me a double cheese once in a while, right. you know, right. but then I feel terrible, you yeah. know, like eight minutes afterwards. I'm, I, my, my advice, if you want to go to McDonald's, you're just eating that one thing that day. <laughs> that's, that's all the calories you need is right there in that meal. That's it. That's all you need. You're done. Oh, that's so funny. Well, so, so go at like two o'clock and then you're good to go. You're good to go. That's yeah. so funny. 
Uh, what question does a believer need to answer to form a theology of fitness? Like, what are some things that they need to consider in order to kind of understand this concept of, of physical fitness from a biblical perspective? Um, that's a great question. What questions does a believer need to answer to form a theology? Um, for themselves. So each person needs to find their why. I think that I think that through this podcast, we've laid out several whys uh, of of us being told to be physically fit mm. or to be physically active. You don't yeah. just, again, it, we don't need to be physically fit. We don't need to be ripped. We don't need to have abs. We don't need to have all that. That's that's all show um, for walking on the beach or whatever. Um, which again goes back to the idol, but um, that's all show. You you are called to be physically active. Um, and I and I think that that in order to do that, you, we all have the internal why. For me, this works great. Um, I have a very high energy son. He's five years old, Gunner. He, in order for me to keep up with him, I, I wouldn't be able to keep up with him if I was not physically active. I promise you, it would be, it would be terrible. I mean, he would want to go do stuff. He'd be jumping all over and I would not be able to handle him yeah. at all. Um, so, so we, we all need to find the why in order to start that, that development. I mean, it's the same with, with our faith. Um, for, for a lot of us, we were born in the church. We were raised in the church, but you didn't actually start your relationship with Christ until you figured out that why. Yeah. Um, I like, just like you, I've been saved since I was real young. I mean, probably I'd say since I was under 10, I mean, I was one of those kids that, that I said the prayer I don't know, 17 times in my life. Cause I was like, did it take? Because, cause you hear these, you hear these stories about these sports stars and all these people that were, were into drugs and, and, and prostitution and all this stuff. And then they were saved and they got all clean and had this drastic change. I was raised in the church. I lived on a farm. Nothing crazy happened in my life. Yeah. I, I didn't have this overwhelming feeling of just this, the spirit coming over me. And, and, and in, in later years, I figured out like, that's a blessing. Like those people that were saved in, in that way, they they can now use that story to to talk to other people who are going through the yeah. same things. But now I, I have generational generational uh, being saved. So my parents were saved, and then they took me to the church, and yeah. so so some history there. Yeah, I'm I'm blessed in the fact that I didn't have to experience the stuff that 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 guy experienced. Yeah. Um. So my why ended up coming years later. Um, when I actually started to pursue a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing with fitness. You got to find your why. Mm. Um, once you figure that out, and in all honesty, if you need help figuring that out, I'm, I'm always happy to talk. I'm yeah. always happy to have the conversation, meet for coffee. We, I, I promise you, I'll find you a why. Yeah, for sure. What does it look like to have balance for staying healthy? And there could be a lot of things with that. Some people may need to work out a lot for whatever reason. Right. Some need to go outside and get some sun. Some need to move around. You know, so there's a variety of things. Maybe it could be what they're eating. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a ton of things to really factor in this for staying healthy. So what, what does it look like to have balance for staying healthy? Um, I think you hit all the points. Uh, next question. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you, hit, you hit them all pretty good. Um, if, you're, if you're just starting out, if you're somebody who, who, who is trying to figure out, like going back again, finding the why, and then you found your why. Now the next step is how do I fit this into my life and have that balance? Um, start out small. You start out real small, um, little things. 
don't do everything all at once. Like everybody likes to do the, well, I'm going to new year's resolutions. We get those new year's resolutions. They get into the gym. They're there five days a week. They're hitting all I'm, I'm eating healthy. I cut out chips. I don't eat those anymore. It's like, Oh, everything at one time. And then all of a sudden March rolls around and it's like, Hey, when was the last time you were at the gym? I don't know, January second. So it's just like <laughs> it's just like yes, they they fa- they fall off. So you start out small. There, yeah. it takes a there. There's very few people in the world that could go that could go full bore on something like that and sustainably hold that. Yeah. Um, very few people. Um, so start out small. You fit it in in small doses, whether that's. Um, the first thing you do is is start going to um, a, a spin class. You start going to, to family wellness gym here, and you start going to spin class twice a week. Start there. Yeah. Um, then move to I, I got to get my protein in. So so you're doing the spin class two to three times a week. You've gotten that consistent. I got to hit my protein numbers. I got to get just as many grams um, of protein as what my weight is in kilograms. That's what you need um, in your diet. Um, and so you start getting those, you start tracking your proteins and that kind of thing. So, so you move sequentially through this yeah. until it becomes a part of your life. Again, I can go back to your faith. How do you develop a relationship with Christ? Small, small steps. I know a lot of people that go full bore and it's like their first step is I'm going to read the whole Bible straight through. They start in Genesis, they work through, they work through Exodus, they work through Leviticus, and then all of a sudden numbers. And it's like, I don't really care how many <laughs> Levites there were in this. <laughs> and then they're done. <laughs> they're done. They don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And so it's the same thing. You start out small, start with the gospels. Then you, then you work around, you start, and then you go to Paul and then, and then you work around and, and you, you really develop that relationship with Christ. And then you look at the history and what the prophets were talking about Christ before. And you start seeing all those, all those things intertwine and you see how, how many connections through the Bible there is and it gets you fired up and your relationship grows. And it's the same thing with fitness. You start out small and then all of a sudden, two years later, man, this is just, you're not even thinking about it anymore. Yeah. Would you recommend somebody to start with a couple of like goals or mm-hmm. steps at a time? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like the, the goal would be, I want to be consistent in the gym two to three times a week. And that, that is the goal. And, and I get this question a lot, which is better going hard in the gym for two hours, one day a week or 10 minutes a day across five days a week. Yeah. Every time I will tell you, I don't even care if you spend 10 minutes. If you get to the gym, you walk in, you badge in, you, you check in, you do your thing, you walk over to the treadmill, you touch the treadmill, you go home. If you do that consistent, consistently five days a week for a month, eventually you'll get to the point where you'll be like, eh, maybe I'll do five minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> I'm here. I might as well do it. <laughs> so then, then that's five minutes to begin yeah, with. Yeah. And I mean, if you've read the book Atomic Habits, this is the same thing, the same concept. It's like, just, just do the actions to begin with. Yeah, and eventually you just start doing it. No, for sure. Uh, before we wrap up here, any mm-hmm. other last-minute thoughts you want to add in um, under the umbrella of uh, physical fitness? Uh, la- yeah, I mean, I got, I've got a whole page here of last. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, start out small. Um, if you need help figuring out what that looks like, I am always happy to talk. Like I said, I'm always happy to get coffee with people and and just talk about about what that looks like for them because because again this isn't this isn't 
the way I do fitness is not going to work for, for everybody. Yeah. Um, I have a gym in my garage. I go do CrossFit. I'll work out in my garage just before I go do CrossFit. Yeah. So I've done that before where I've tried to find my, my one rep max on my back squat. And then we'll have to go and do back squats at CrossFit. Like, like nobody's going to be like me. I promise you, but I'm willing to find, not just willing, like I want to find, find your ability. Like, what can you do? This whole, I can't, cool, but what can you do? Yeah. And that's what we need to figure out. And sometimes it just takes talking to somebody to figure that out. I've met people before where I've met with them and, and we'll talk about fitness and they'll leave. And the first thing they say to me is, I really thought that you were going to tell me I was a lost cause. I've had that before. And, and that just, that just breaks me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, nobody is a lost cause. You're, it's never too late. I don't care if you're 70, 80 years old. Let's talk. I'll find something for you. I promise. Yeah. I lived in Texas for a while and I, I did these tough mutters, which was totally mm-hmm. up my, mm-hmm. I'm just, cause I'm not like built like a runner, but by golly, right, right. I could, man, 10 miles in, a, in an opposite, man, I was like eating it up, bro. I, I was like, I could do yeah. this every week. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the first ones I did, there's a dude in a wheelchair. Yeah. And so, yeah. and this, we're like out, you know, on some dude's ranch and mm-hmm. it's wet and mud everywhere. And, I, and I'm like, if that dude, right, that dude is in a wheelchair right? and he's out here getting after it. Yeah. By golly, I, I better do something. I've got legs and I was complaining yes. before this. Yes. I, <laughs> and so it was just, it'll stick with me forever. I was right. like, okay. I, I mean, yeah. I may not be, you know, benching 500, right. but by golly, I can move. I can move. Like, Right. And that dude, anyway, so I was just like, okay, Lucas, you need to suck it up here, homie. Yep. You need to get after it. So, right. Well, man, before we wrap it up, how can we be praying for you and your family? Um, yeah, just just the just prayers for, for life and just kind of working through um, life. As I, I have a business transition right now. I'm leaving full-time IT work, and I'm trying to, trying to build an online training business. Um, and so prayers that that, that – God would see that through if, if it's his will. And this is, this is my prayer constantly is, is God, if we get to, to the end of the year and, and I don't have an IT job, um, and my business hasn't taken off. Um, I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's a sign that I need to go, go and continue being in the the IT world. And so I think just, just prayers to, to see that through and just see, see what God has for, for Allison and me and the family. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for being on today, man. Thank you. This has been fun. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the House on Fire podcast. Our prayer is that this podcast activates your home for Jesus. May the light of Christ burn bright through you and yours. Until next time.